Most women don't realize that the person who's going to bring them their sexual transformation is them. Hi and welcome to the Tantra Made It Easy podcast. I'm excited because I'm here today with my friend Kalindi Jordan and she is an expert working especially with women on areas of their sexual healing and she also works with couples and with teenagers which is very valuable. So we're going to chat today on this topic, how can sex create a spiritual experience? What are the steps that are necessary? How are those two things connected? So... Mm. Kalindi, hi. <laughs> Thank you, Shashi. Thank you for inviting me to speak with you. Fantastic. So I, I think it would be nice to start by hearing a little bit about what you do um, with women. I'm really interested to hear about your sexual healing work. And, you know, you're working with women in England. Um, so, you know, what, what is it that, that women are coming to you for and how do you help them? Okay. Um, so I've been... I mean, I've been working with people's bodies for about 23 years, um, and it's been the last eight years that I've specialised in working with sexual healing and focusing my bodywork skills on assisting mostly women. I do work with couples, but mostly women around focusing on what is in the way towards their pleasure. What is it that's what is it that's happening in their psychology, in their emotional body, in the physical body that's restricting their ability to actually experience a more beautiful, a more deeply, richly fulfilling sensual and sexual intimacy, not just, um, not just with a lover, but also with their own body, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, part, of, um, part of the way that I work is individually with women and a lot of what I do is a mixture of understanding women's thought processes and mm. um, where they've where there's almost something that's got a frozen in a certain pattern of thought mm-hmm. inside themselves and once we found um, where that's coming from where that's originating from linking that with how the pattern in the body works. So what kind of thoughts, what are these limits? I mean, are there typical ones that come up, typical thoughts that would block a woman's sexuality? Um, definitely, definitely relationship with the body, mm. the way that their body looks. Oh, yeah. Because what happens is when we have an issue with um, a particular area of our body that looks a certain way in, in their perception yeah. that's not, you know, beautiful or not good enough Mm -hmm. what happens is in our energetic system we slightly disassociate from that part of our Mm. body which means the sensitivity in that area can be slightly numbed it's not necessarily true because our nerve endings are still there we still have actually have the ability but our conscious awareness is taken slightly away from that part of the body so i don't know if anybody experiences this place where if you feel like your belly's a little bit chubby or something, that actually sometimes when somebody touches our belly or touches that part of our body, it can actually have this sort of flinching mm. ref- re- reflex. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, if women have um, opinions that their vagina is a certain 
doesn't look right yeah, or isn't yeah. beautiful or isn't, yeah. you know. I've heard that speak now. People you know, plastic surgery. Yeah. Young women are getting Young plastic women, surgery. Young women, yeah. And so that, again, the same, when someone's, uh, your beloved comes towards these parts of your body, there's already a retraction from that mm. part of the body. So just right. even that thought creates a kind of... Like a barrier, yeah. like a wall comes Absolutely. up, basically. Yeah, so that's quite a big one. Mm. And I think society, that's quite a big yeah. issue in society's body, body image. Yeah. Um, there's definitely... I mean, I also do work with quite a lot with women who are experiencing pain or experiencing... Mm -hmm situations after having had given birth mm -hmm. that they need to actually rebuild a new relationship with their body yeah. since having children right. and sometimes scar tissue um, yeah. issues um, so yeah lots of other beliefs are things along the lines of I'm never going to attract the right sort of partner mm -hmm. um, which starts to make these sort of not good enough sort of thoughts in ourselves as well right. yeah. which are really tricky because and then that I feel means we pull away slightly from our body as well so basically these thoughts and also traumas I mean it can also be sort of like birth and injury and pain can be traumatic yeah and, um, but these thoughts can actually uh, affect the physical body so what is physical is also got a mental and emotional yeah aspect Absolutely. to it so you need to heal it on <clears throat> all levels yeah Absolutely. You know, open back up again. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find is that when you combine holistically looking at the way that they're interlinked, this is a really important aspect of unraveling. Mm -hmm. We can just work with the body, but actually if we don't look at also what, what the mind patterns are doing mm -hmm. and then how they trigger emotions and then emotions become a physical, mm. physical response. And so working with them... Otherwise, it could come back, right? They could oh, have a yeah. nice massage, feel yeah. opened, and then the thoughts will bring the situation back. Absolutely. So it yeah. needs to be. Do you work with both at the same time ever, like holding a body part and having them? Yeah. So speak mostly, this is this is how I work, and this is what I encourage women to do for themselves. One of my things is very big on. I think there's really we re it's great to have support and support along a journey but I also feel there's so much we can do ourselves yeah, right. for ourselves so yeah. this balance between having support and then also going away and looking after it's in the sort of day to day moment to moment mm -hmm. responses that we have noticing mm -hmm. when a thought comes in noticing how our body's responding and changing something in that nuance mm -hmm. and so when I'm working with women physically we're also looking at the psychological imprint on, of that but when I'm working with somebody physically it's very much about um, finding the areas in the body which are actually whole part of that patterning part of that holding part of the the way that the body contracts or moves away or doesn't quite open to its fullest yeah. where the woman's not fully experiencing herself in that part of her body mm -hmm. and while focusing on that the muscles and the energetic system in that area starts to unfold and often emotion will move mm -hmm. and often something starts to open and so shift. is this are you talking about the genitals or it can be anywhere in the body it can be anywhere in the body i mean i do work 
mostly within the pelvic area, mm-hmm. around the womb, around internal, internal, around the vagina, mm-hmm. and because there's lots of pressure points around that actually hold a lot of emotional content and again it depends on what's going on for a woman and I, what I find is that when when a woman's assisted in understanding that unfolding she can then hold those points find that patterning for herself mm-hmm. then she can share that with her partner mm-hmm. and her partner can then help her find those areas and allow this really beautiful in your lovemaking, where you uh, your man can really assist you mm. in finding your own unraveling, mm. so that anything that's restricting or not allowing energy to flow, mm-hmm. that when you're making love, you allow it to open softly, smoothly, because mm-hmm. you know exactly where to look for, and it's yeah. and what what pattern is in your body that's. Yeah that's kind of subtly in the way yeah. of you having an expanded experience yeah, sexually. Yeah. So the, the partner, does, do you need to teach? Is that quite easy for them to go home and, and just tell them what they, what they need or do men need to be specially trained? It's definitely, it's definitely a sort of, it's basically a journey for the woman to become empowered in understanding herself mm. first. Mm-hmm understanding her own pelvis understanding her own anatomy and her own energetic anatomy around the points within the vagina that are actually if she works with those herself she will understand them so it's almost like the guidance comes from the woman's own empowerment yeah that's so great you know that's so great especially in today's current around tantra where we hear so many stories coming out of women who've gone off to the guru to try and have sex or uh, intimate touch to get healed, you know, and then afterwards feel abused. That, you know, this is what we really need is, of course, as women can sometimes be desperate to, to heal themselves, which is really understandable, but to, to let them know there's another way that actually they can learn for themselves and that actually they should get empowered with their own bodies before going to somebody else I definitely agree with that because I think that's a big thing that we miss I mean especially in England anyway Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah you know mostly (laughs) with English women but you know there's a lot of lack of Mm. self-exploration but it's not even just self-exploration it's very specific exploration that makes the difference Mm -hmm. and so there is some guidance that women can gain Mm -hmm. from certain ways that women engage with these points in their body right so it's not just about self-pleasure it's, no, it's about it's learning bit, how to yeah. listen to the body and touch it in different yeah. ways and, 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 and connect it to our sexual psyche basically yeah. of um, what's going on in our sexual okay. psyche oh I love that term sexual it's psyche it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one <laughs> so it's bring, so in terms of it being a spiritual journey what I'm hearing is that um when there's this trauma or negative thoughts, we actually kind of pull consciousness out of the physical body and, that, and also out of intimacy, presumably. Yeah. And so this is a journey of first on your own bringing that consciousness back into Absolutely. your body and being able to share that with another. So what kind of effect does this have on a woman who you're working with or who's working with herself or whatever, doing this work, 
um, over time? Like, where does she go to? How does her sexual experience begin to shift? So what I've definitely experienced in these eight years of <laughs> working with women is, um, in some ways, different women are coming for different reasons. And for in their sexual experience, there's many women that come to me who have never experienced an orgasm mm -hmm. with a partner. Some mm -hmm. of them can have orgasms on their own. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember when I first talked about multi-orgasmic opportunity and lots of women were like, I just really like just one. Just one, yeah. <laughs> Let's start like, with can one. I just start with one, please. <laughs> or even, can I get a man first? <laughs> you know, so um, what started to happen for women was that they actually started to have much more orgasmic capacity just but just within their own intimacy with the world around them, which, mm. which was such a beautiful... Mm. It's been something I've experienced for a long time, and it was just beautiful watching women go, I'm having an orgasm just with the wind like blowing <laughs> on my face. And then one woman rang me up and said... It's so strong. I'm, how do I turn it down? Ah. <laughs> you know, and it yeah, was like yeah. actually the impulses within, because they had awakened the capacity to know the nuances around, especially around the cervix, around the internal anatomy, that they could tune into it without having sexual intimacy mm. with somebody. Mm -hmm. So that then when they went into sexual intimacy, they started to have beautiful like openings where the belly starts to feel warm and the belly starts to fill with sexual energy and the sexual energy starting to move through the organs I'm really into this sort of sexual energy being a healing art mm. but it heals the organs yeah. of the body and yeah. nourishes the system and women have definitely started to experience that and then also in lovemaking I've lots of reports of what I can only really call like deep intuitive insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Which like is a divine downloads yeah, coming in. And, yeah. and as a result of that, um, women coming and going, I am so inspired about my work, mm -hmm. my experience in the office, people are treating me different, mm -hmm. the, um, my work's mm -hmm. exploded. Yeah. You know, I found the love of my life suddenly after 10 years of being single. Oh, wow. And this is what I, these are the results that yeah. I've watched in women when yeah. actually they take the time to understand themselves and be really intimate with sexual energy. And yeah. that really excites me. Yes. I mean, I want to live in a world yes. where <laughs> women are <laughs> feeling like that. You know, <laughs> people that just are in their own intuitive nature and yeah. alive yeah. and healthy and well. The and creative energy yeah, flowing. Absolutely. And yeah, so it's m not just about pleasure. Like it, it may often start with eliminating pain or getting more pleasure, yeah. but actually, what women are finding is that their whole lives are opening up. Absolutely, and that's what I I love that. Mm -hmm. And then also, the reports that I also get back is that it's almost like when we respect that energy, our beloved respects that respects mm. us. It's not even that we have to ask for it. Yeah. And what I've also found is that women say they don't even have to ask their beloved what they need mm. because the body's already telling them what they need. Mm. Because you're so in tune with the subtle nuance going on inside your body that the bodies are already talking. Yeah. And if you're really listening, right. yeah. then 
the invitation to your beloved is that they they really listen back. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what women and, and couples are noticing is that they they just become in tune mm -hmm. without even mm -hmm. loads of dialogue about what you need sexually. I've, I've heard that as yeah. well. I've heard that from many women that they go and do their practices and their workshops and their healing and they don't need to say anything. Yeah. It just all changes. So yeah. I think this indicates how important it is for female sexual empowerment to, to happen. We, we tend to be, I mean, definitely, I say also as British, um, really disempowered to just expect the man to know what to do and to do it all for us. And, um, you know, it's, it's very disempowering to even start off there and be yeah. so passive. Absolutely. And I think for the whole couple, they're going to be happy to shift that dynamic around. Yeah. Just sort of knowing how. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm a real advocate that actually we're responsible for our own orgasm. And what I mean by that is that if we take the time to understand our energetic anatomy, individual energetic anatomy, obviously we have a general between us as human mm -hmm. beings, but our own nuance, mm -hmm. um, what happens is we are then empowered to know when we have to subtly move certain muscles, mm -hmm. certain, you know, and if our psyche is being where's our mind going where's our emotions going are we allowing ourselves to let go mm. actually we are way more responsible mm. of course there's a certain amount of technique and okay if our beloved's not quite getting a <laughs> few techniques or something yeah, going yeah. on of course there is something in that yeah but actually there's I, a smaller part than everybody yeah, thinks it's definitely yeah. from yeah, yeah, in yeah. my understanding it's a smaller part and that's what i love about yeah. this work <laughs> have you found that people have a kind of spiritual experience that they weren't expecting? Absolutely. I think that's what some of the women, it, when they've started doing these more embodiment curiosity investigations into themselves, is that they actually start having beautiful epiphanies about life, nature, their relationship to nature and opening up those questions and profound experiences. Mm -hmm. So enter, basically entering into an altered state through orgasm or through lovemaking. Yeah. 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 And, and that was unexpected because, again, a lot of women are coming to go, I just want to be pain-free or I just want to have an orgasm. But yeah. then the result, when they do do the exploration in themselves, the result is like, oh, my God. Unexpected. <laughs> unexpected. Does that also <laughs> pass to the partner, do you think? Do you think that's... For just for the woman or would the partner also experience something more profound it's definitely it has definitely happened and for some men it also what it highlights is oh. it, what it awakens actually is a curiosity mm. their woman starts to change mm. you know <laughs> and then they're like something's happening here and I'm maybe not quite tapping into the depth that they're going uh -huh. you know and then the man starts to Get a bit more curious about themselves because obviously we each have to discover our, mm. our own mm -hmm. inner journey mm -hmm. i have this really lovely saying that uh, right or wrong which is the way that i like to express it is that i feel that union is a place that we're already already in mm -hmm. but we all need to know how to access the state of union mm. inside ourselves first so sometimes in lovemaking, one of the partners may have cultivated the capacity to go into union more than the other partner. So for one partner, they may be in union mm. and they are actually deeply with their beloved, mm. but the other person's still not quite let go or quite mm. gone into that trance-like state mm -hmm. of union. Mm -hmm. 
so sometimes that's what happens is that the man starts to feel that they're not going to the same depth right. of union because their let go hasn't been cultivated right. yet. And presumably these thoughts uh, of the sexual psyche, these yes. thoughts are what block it for everyone, right? I mean, I'm just imagining that uh, what blocks us from surrendering, letting go and entering that trance yeah. is going to be the mind. Yeah, it's definitely the mind. Do you have any tips for couples who, or individuals who find that the mind distracts them during lovemaking? What, what do you think is the most helpful Definitely, I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, basically, I always teach particular practice of stilling the mind. And this practice, I advise people to cultivate sensation-based awareness throughout their day. So it's about training the mind all the time. Mm. Because then what happens when you're, when you're in a state where your energy is increased... And if you that can just fill the mind with energy. Yeah. And if your mind's just busy, busy, it'll just fill your mind more busy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've cultivated the capacity to switch your mind off throughout the day, then it will you'll have much more training of your mind yeah, to come right. into sensation when sensation is stronger. Mm -hmm. And so what I would encourage people to do is throughout the day is what sensation can I track in my body? Right. Yeah. How can I stay focused on what is here and now in this moment? So you could even pause at the office. Absolutely. Have one of those little alarms every Absolutely. 25 minutes <laughs> and pause and just yeah. close your eyes and notice. I'm noticing a, yeah. a little pulsing here and a warmth there and a, yeah. you know, some sensations. Yeah. And if you do that throughout the day, Absolutely. then when the the sexuality is happening you're yeah. going to actually be able to be present with yeah it because than... it's a training yeah. uh, the way our mind behaves mm -hmm. is a training mm -hmm. and so we can retrain the mind mm -hmm. that actually when we want it to we want it to stop and we focus on, on the body so I imagine actually the amount of screen time that people have these days is one of the worst things for that mm. right? so we need extra training yeah Definitely. To come into the body, to come into physical yeah. sensation. And like you, like you were saying, those moments where you have like an alarm or something that just gives you a minute or two to come back to your body if you're doing a long, long stretch of computer time or yeah. Yeah. something. Yeah. It's getting into really good habits, like even getting in and out of the car or having a cup of tea or washing up, you know, points that are regular things you do through the day where you make a point of stopping feeling. Mm. Tasting that tea. Yeah, tasting <laughs> the tea, exactly. It's training the mind to pay attention to yeah. this moment. Yeah, yeah. It's simple, I, but it's actually very powerful when we do it. Yeah, and I can really see that with food and drink, that if we're on our phones at the same time, we get no value from that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested just before we wrap up to chat about teens because mm. uh, I think it's so important to work with young people. I, you know, most of the women who come to my workshops um, always say, why didn't I learn this 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Yeah. Um, and so it's brilliant that you're working with teenagers. Mm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what that is? Are you, are you able to sort of call it conscious sexuality or, you know, what kind of work are you doing? Are you looking more at yeah. gender issues or... Yeah, so um, I've been working with teenagers for about nine years mm. in groups of sometimes 65 teenagers and sometimes 25. 
and mostly, I mean, I, I can get to call it sacred sexuality, which is great. And a lot of the time, mm. it's just information. Yeah. You know, um, that, I mean, when I first started working with teenagers, it was like, a lot of what they wanted to know was, how do we communicate? Mm. Mm. I don't really understand women. I mm. don't really understand men. Mm. What do they mean when they do this? Mm -hmm. What does it mean when the guys do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh -huh. you know, for adults, maybe something that's quite simple, but we learn, you know, we yeah. eventually learn these. Hopefully we've learned. Well, we hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sort of, all the, all the nuances of the nonverbal com communication of a sexual energy. Yeah. You know, right. it's like very... Um, mm. For teenagers, it's all very new, mm -hmm. and it's like to understand that to have somebody that they can ask, "What's this feeling? What's it doing?" Yeah, and um, so a lot. And again, for women, and actually with men as well, um, we'll talk a lot about menstrual cycles, mm. and also about consent mm. and what that really means. Mm. And the desire is not right. a bad thing. Mm -hmm. To have sexual cravings not a bad thing, mm. but also how to look after yourself. What is a real yes, mm. and where's it coming from? Mm. I really love getting teenagers to question their motive. Yeah. Are they doing it for peer pressure? Are they yeah, doing it because yeah, they yeah. want to get rid of, lose their virginity, get rid of it, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and all these different things. So, but also, mm. I had the most, had some most profound experiences of just getting teenagers to feel their body, be in mm. their body, mm -hmm. and just to stay connected because there's a load of confident. Issue, you know, like lack of self-confidence yeah. issues in teenagers. Yeah. Um, and again, even more screens. Like we didn't have yeah. phones when we were young. I can't yeah. even imagine what it's like for. I remember teenagers. having one group of teenage girls, and they just said, uh, "They're probably about fifteen. And they're like, how, how do we get a boyfriend?" And mm. I was like, how, "What do you mean?" And they mm. said, "Well, nobody talks to each other." Mm. And I said, what do you mean? Well, they're over there on their phones. Mm. We're over there. And if we want to communicate, we have to Snapchat them a picture. And I'm mm. like, whoa, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, just go and talk to them. <laughs> you know, like... Get back to the old-fashioned you know, ways. It's like, <laughs> I kind of asked them, well, what do you think? Because it's not my era. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. interesting time for teenagers. Yeah. And also they need to be, you know, obviously social media they need to be very careful. Yeah. But it is information and they need people that they feel safe and comfortable that we're not going to judge mm. any of their desires, mm. not going to judge anything about what they decide to do or explore. This curiosity in a healthy, conscious way is mm. such a beautiful thing and we lose it way too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. make it wrong and, yeah. it, and it's really important. We need to stay curious yeah. and explorative. It's so great to be reaching yeah. people at that, that early yeah. age so that they don't fall into too many mistakes and yeah. have to heal it all later. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, and I think, I think there's hopefully going to be more scope for work with teenagers. Yeah. There yeah. are lots of people out there starting to do it. So. Yeah. That's great. That's really good, good news. Yeah. So um, if people want to get a hold of you, can you tell me just a little about what you offer and how people can find out more about you? Yeah. Um, so my website is uh, just www.kalindyjordan.com. I do one-to-one -one sessions in the UK. Um, I do do online sessions, not so many, but I do do online mm -hmm. sessions. Um, I run courses. Um, one of my one course is called Sensual Mastery, mm -hmm. which is in the UK. I'm also running. Is that for women or couples? that's just for women? Okay. 
um, and that runs over five months so it's a journey mm. from where you are now to where you want to be mm. and I'm also running a retreat in Spain in mm. uh, May nice. which is for women and my partner and I run a three-day weekend retreat called Massage for Lovers which mm. is teaching couples conscious touch yeah so essential it's really essential so essential it's important to understand the intention and the attitude behind our touch not mm. just the technique of touch mm -hmm. but where are we mm. so, wonderful yeah love that. i'm so glad you're offering those things <laughs> especially to the british absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well thank uh, you so much for taking the time thank to you share today. i've enjoyed talking to you and i'll put some links with this as well so people can find out more Thank you.